welcome to another episode of The Way of the Heart. This week, I am bringing up a subject that has been in a lot of conversations with my friends lately, and that I know it is a subject that is challenging for a lot of us, and that is our wellness and what we eat and exercise mainly. So I want to share a little bit of the background with you of how these two have played a role in my own life. So when I was maybe, I think I was between 9 to 11 years old, my pediatrician uh, said that I was obese based on, you know, the numbers, like the ratio between my weight and my height. And that really was the precursor for a lot of things in my life, right? Like I have this memory in his, um, what's the name of where the doctor see you? Well, in his space, in his room, in his office of me sitting there and he and him looking at the charts and like do, doing his numbers and stuff. And he was like, yep, she's under the obesity category. And that to me was like, shocking because I grew up in Colombia in a culture where you know the women's body has this really unrealistic standards and they're all based on being extremely fit having a big booty having big boobs boobs a small waist in fact this is a side note and I hope I don't get like too distracted with this story but The other day I was talking to my friends and out of four of us, three of us had the same experience with our grandmothers when we were really young, I want to say around 10 years old, all of our grandmothers um, used, it it could have been a belt or a rope or whatnot to... like make it and they would wrap it around our waist and make it really tight so that we would shape our waist. And I remember my grandma telling me that I looked like a fridge, like a refrigerator, because I didn't have a waist. So a lot of these things and these standards and these ideas run in our culture, specific, I think especially in Latin America and Colombia, like I'm pretty sure whoever is listening to, to this is well aware that Colombia is like one of the first places for plastic surgery and a lot of people travel there to get their, their bodies, you know, reshaped in whatever the, the culture and, the, you know, the society is telling us that we should look like. So obviously growing up in a place like that and being told at eight years old, I'm, I'm, I'm now changing the numbers, it was between nine or 11, that I was obese was like a big thing. It was important. It, it really shaped a lot of my actions and the way that I looked at life and the way that I approached life and everything. So with that said, My dad was uh, someone that gained weight pretty easy. So he was always active. Um, He played a lot of tennis. And I think he did it mainly because he really enjoyed it. He really enjoyed being active. He enjoyed having, you know, his weekend uh, games, playing tennis and being active and being social with people. But in my head, I think that a lot of that, I just simply 
just linked it to being fit or not being overweight. So growing up, it was always a thing for me. I think I, around when I was 14 years old, I started going to the gym. And in Colombia, like when you join a gym like LA Fitness, they usually assign you a personal trainer. I don't know if this is how it works anymore, but back then that's how it worked. So at 14 years old, I had a personal trainer that was telling me, you know, what to do, like the amount of cardio. And I remember it was like one hour of cardio and then one hour of weights. Like for a 14 year old, like I think now looking back, I'm like, that was kind of excessive. And be- and really the, the, the main thing is that it was not for the right reasons. The real, the real reason behind all of that, all of the adults telling me that I needed to lose weight was not necessarily because they were worried about my weight or my health, really. Well, maybe my pediatrician was, but honestly, looking back at the pictures, I'm like, how was I obese? Like, I was just like a, a girl that had a lot of cheeks. Like, my, my face was a little round, but I didn't even look, like, overweight. And I understand, like, I'm, I'm touching on, like, a lot of different subjects that are sensitive and that, you know, they could mean, all of these words could mean a lot of different things. I'm talking about my own experience and how that looked for me and how that felt for me. So take it all with a grain of salt because this is my own experience and I'm sharing how that shaped my life. So... I, at at around 14, I was going to the gym and I had this personal trainer and I had all of these things. So growing up, keeping up with that type of activity level was always important. So I remember when I first moved here to the the United States, I was 16 years old. I, my dad was paying for my school, for my apartment, for everything. And I did not have it in me to ask him to pay for the gym as well. So I remember that I made it a point to go out for runs, to have like my own little workouts at home. Then when I realized that, you know, that I couldn't really keep up with that because I had a long schedule and, you know, with my school and all of that, I started to be a little more restrictive with what I was eating. I never really had an eating disorder or anything like that, but I do remember being extremely strict about it, being very mindful and not even mindful, just being a little more on the obsessive side of like, this is not, I cannot eat this. Like I I think for years, I never ate like fries. I never ate anything like that. And, and look, now having the, the understanding that I have of like what health and wellness looks for me and what it means for me, like I'm, I'm in a way glad in some levels that I had some of those thoughts and, and I had that awareness of those foods not being good for me. However... They, those thoughts or those restrictions were not coming from a place of health. They were coming from a place of how I looked. So again, as an older, as an adult or, you know, like an older teenager, I still had a lot of this ways and I was, when I was not exercising enough, then I was restricting myself a little bit more on the food side and all of that, counting calories and all of these things. Well, all of this to tell you that as an adult, 
and I think I've mentioned this before because you may know already that I met my husband at a CrossFit gym. I I became or I, I saw exercise as this way of balancing out what I was eating because I came out of so many years of restricting myself from not eating like a piece of candy, fries, uh, an ice cream, nothing like that to, oh my goodness, like I want to go out with friends now as an older person, like I was around what, 22 or 20, in my 20s, mid 20s maybe when I started going out with my husband and stuff like that. And I was like, I like I am missing out on on certain things you know I think it was around my 20s even before my husband that I was like you know I'm being social it was like that time of your life when you start actually going out for dinners because you actually can't afford it and I was like okay well I want to start you know eating a little bit more it wasn't like I said one day well I want to start eating more things no I just like I, I I saw it they were in my world so I was eating it But then I started using exercise as a way of balancing that out. And I've been lucky, I want to say, or I don't even know what the right term would be to describe this, but I've always enjoyed moving my body. I've always enjoyed it, even though it came from a place of like, you know, staying in shape and how am I going to look or I have to stay active because I cannot, you know, like I cannot become obese again, as they told me when I was 11 years old. I did enjoy sweating. I did enjoy pushing myself. So when I started doing CrossFit, I really enjoyed it. I really loved it. But then it got to a point that I just couldn't keep up with it. I think I did it for like two or three years. I want to say two years that I did it pretty consistent, like going six times a week, which now looking back, I'm like, how did I even do it? Like, that's a lot. Like, really, every workout you think that, oh, I'm not going to make it this workout. Like, they're definitely, I'm definitely going to die. They're going to, they're going to find me dead. So I don't know. I don't know how I did it. For anyone out there that is still doing CrossFit, that does CrossFit, like, I admire you. And, and all of this talk is going to come to a place where I, I talk about how important it is for every single person to know what their limits are and also what they enjoy which is really the whole point of all of this shit that I'm talking here so um when I came to the realization after doing years of CrossFit that I just couldn't keep up with it anymore because I that was around the time that I started my company Papel and Co and I started to be really busy and I had a lot of projects and I was working a lot standing a lot in the studio So physically, I couldn't keep it up. Physically, I was exhausted because I was, again, working long hours in the studio and also working out like really hard, heavy weights, a lot of cardio, a lot, just pushing my body. So it got to a point that I was like, well, you know, as many of us would do, we choose our professional life because that is what's sustaining us financially. So I said, well, I... my company is really and it was like my baby at that point and also it was providing all of the financial stability and also the creative fulfillment and many other things so I said well it's time for me to find something else and it was really hard mentally it was really hard for many reasons I mean CrossFit was an amazing place to 
meet people. A lot of our friends today are all from our CrossFit gym. Of course, my husband I met at the CrossFit gym. So it was very important. It was really a place where I really had fun. But mentally, it was really hard to say no more to this because I knew how hard I was working out, which meant that was what what was keeping me in shape and what was keeping me, you know, looking thin and whatnot and toned and whatnot. So I was like, oh my goodness, if I if I don't do this, like what is going to happen with that aspect of myself? So then I started to try other things. I tried boot camps that were similar, but not exactly the same level of, um, you know, like not the same level of CrossFit. And after a lot of looking around, trying things out, working out at home, following a bunch of different programs, I found that there are certain things that I enjoy, you know, like lifting weights is something that I do enjoy. I like lifting weights. There's something in that that I really like. But it wasn't until this year, 2023, that I was really able to make the distinction between the things that I like, the things that my body can sustain, and the things that I'm doing just for the sake of meeting the standards that society has put in place for me. And why I think it's important to make the distinction of those three is because there are many things that perhaps a lot of us will like like to do, right? Like I said, lifting weights, I love it. I really like it. But I realized that it was something that I couldn't do. And look, once again, this is my this is my experience right at this moment. My dogs are about to go crazy. This is my experience to write at this second. Like this could change. But what I realized was that I couldn't really sustain heavy weights or lifting weights every single day or even like four to five days a week. I would always find myself exhausted, even though I was, I'm really good with um, eating foods that are high in protein, high in car- carbohydrates whenever I'm doing, um, when I'm lifting weights and stuff like that. So it's not like I was having a shitty diet. I was just, my body somehow does not respond the same way for, to lifting weights. Like I, I, I just couldn't keep it up. So this year, and and also I think there's another level to that. Yes, I enjoy lifting weights. I I enjoy the moment, but I think this is where it's important to make that distinction. Not only I like that, I like lifting weights, but I recognize that most of the programs that I was following, the main intention uh, when I was following those programs was not necessarily to build muscle, to stay healthy, build muscle for my heart's health. It was mainly because she has a nice booty. She has really nice legs. She has really good and toned arms. Like I would really like to have that. And I'm not saying that is, look, I'm not saying that that is wrong. I'm not saying that if that is your intention, you're wrong and you shouldn't be doing that. Not at all. 
and there are goals like that like having really toned arms or you know like make my booty bigger if you have that goal and in the process in that journey to getting there you're actually knowing yourself and you realize things of yourself and or you even realize that you love that and that's actually that really drives you or and on the other hand you realize like this is not for me then that is amazing because you are learning more about yourself. You're finding things out about yourself that at the end of the day, if you listen to my last episode about purpose, I think that is really the main intention of this game of the human experience. But for me, having the intention of following a program just for the sake of looking like that booty looks, (laughs) it was not something that was attainable and it was something that was making me feel very inadequate because as much as I tried to do it I was not looking like that I was feeling like shit I was struggling to keep up with the consistency because every day that I not every day but like two days or three days out of the week I was getting out of bed and I was sore up and like to my eyelashes like I couldn't even blink because everything hurt and Sure. Look, I I think that I am very insecure talking about this because I'm like, oh my God, who can be taking this in the wrong way and blah, 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 blah. Because I'm thinking if you are listening to this and you're like, well, maybe you didn't have the right guidance and all of that. You are 100% right. Maybe I thought I was doing the right thing. But the reality of things is that most of humanity does not have the right guidance. Most of humanity does not have the means to pay a personal trainer, a nutritionist, a, you know, and all of whatever falls under uh, wellness. So I think that all of this, all of this talk comes down to me realizing that although there are a lot of things that I like to do, that I actually enjoy doing them when I'm doing it, like running, for example, or lifting weights, my body will guide me. And not only my body, my mind, my body, my heart, my emotions will guide me to understand whether that is actually the right thing for me to do. So to finish the um, story about the moment I decided to stop CrossFit and then I started all this journey looking for boot camps and then finding out that I could do workouts at home with my own weights and all of that, up until this year, it was actually, well, actually back by the end of 2021, I joined a yoga studio, a yoga studio that is close to my house. And initially I joined out of curiosity But I think something in me was also hoping that I could stop looking for that thing, that workout that would give me that the body that would also give me the fulfillment of like sweating and feeling like I was challenging my body and myself and all of that. So I joined the yoga studio months. I I went for months to a slow flow class because I actually went to one class one day power yoga and I was dead for like two weeks so that immediately felt made me feel like I was inadequate once again I was like 
you know, like I thought I was in good shape all of these years, working out, doing CrossFit, doing my own weightlifting, doing all of my things. And I cannot even do a yoga class. Well, life needed to show me that yoga is not a workout. It's definitely not a workout. Does it include our physical body? Absolutely. Is it challenging physically? Absolutely. Can you end up with toned arms and toned legs and all of that? Absolutely. But if you go into yoga, joining a yoga studio for the workout, like it happened to me, chances are that you are going to be not satisfied or that something is going to happen on the way that is going to change your mind like it did for me and realize that, oh, this is actually not a workout. But the most beautiful thing that happened in realizing that and that realization is that I was able in that moment when I realized this is not a workout, this is not how I'm going to replace heavy weights and, you know, hit workouts and all of that in that moment that I realized that I realized that I could choose activities movements practices that filled my soul and didn't check the boxes of what I should look like how I should be exercising the type of exercises that are supposed to be good for me and blah 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 So this year, so I've been doing yoga since I think the end of 2021. And it's crazy to think that it's been already that long because it feels like it was yesterday, the first time I went to that studio. I have become more and more aware of the importance of choosing things, whether that is exercise or food, that are good for me that they fill my soul, that they make me excited, the days before I'm looking forward to experiencing that. Because in this constant need to check the boxes of wellness, and this is exactly how this conversation came up to me with my friends, two of them were saying how they felt like, you know, they were really lacking in their discipline and staying consistent and they just simply feel overwhelmed with like knowing that they're not doing all of the things that they should do to take care of themselves and that's in that moment I was like but wait a minute we have been trying so hard to stay away from doing things that are wrong, quote-unquote, for us, that now we're trying so hard to do the good things and fit them all in our busy lifestyles that it just simply seems like unrealistic that we can achieve and that we can make time to, to do all of these things. So I think that in a perfect world, our days may look like Waking up, exercising, meditating, doing journaling, making a a nutritious, healthy, delicious meal for breakfast, preparing our food for lunch, getting ready for our dinner, all of these things. But that is not the reality of our world. I think a very small part of the population can actually fulfill that, can actually sustain that every day. 
So then that brought me back to this understanding that we can choose things that are good for ourselves, for our soul. Like I understand that there are many studies and research out there that show that lifting heavy weights is the right thing for us and for our mental capacity, for our heart um, health and longevity and all of these things. But the reality is that when I was doing that, I was feeling like shit. I was feeling like shit half of the week. So is it better to stick to things that fulfill me that make me excited that while I'm doing them I'm enjoying them that perhaps they're not getting that booty that I saw and that most people are trying to achieve on you know all social media but it's making me happy and it's allowing me to sustain it it's allowing me to be to be consistent enough that I actually see somewhat of that reflected in my outside in my body Again, do I look like if you're looking at the video like, no, no, of course I don't have biceps and I don't have like, I like, look, this is juggly, but I'm happy and I'm able to go there with the best attitude and look forward to that. So all of this to say that it is important that we learn slowly to choose ourselves, to choose what makes us happy to choose all of those things that are truly bringing to our, to our lives fulfillment and enjoyment. Is that even a word? I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes my English sounds really weird when I say it out loud. But it is important. And it was important for me to talk about this, even though it sounded like I was telling a million stories in one. But it is important for me to remind you that There are many things that we think that we're doing for the right reasons, especially when it comes to exercise and food. There are many things that we think that we're doing it because of our health, but then at the end of the day, we have to really question ourselves. Is is it really because of my well-being that I'm doing this? Or is it because deep down, I want that booty, I want those legs, I want those abs, I want all of that? Is it because of that? And if the answer is yes, if the answer to those questions is most likely something that society is showing me that is the standard, whether it's like in the big picture, the big picture standard or the small picture standard, right? Does that make sense? Like there is like a, the, the, I think there's a main standard, standard across the globe for what beauty is or what a nice body looks like. But there's also now like small, you know, groups of people that may think like oh no someone that looks very thin or very thick or very muscular or very blah 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 so we can fall into all of those boxes and I think at the end of the day is the discernment why am I doing this and how am I going to make choices that are really in alignment with myself and my heart and that I can actually sustain and that I can actually enjoy So I hope that some of this makes sense. Some of this actually arrives in the in the right place for you. And I hope that I didn't really offend anyone, even though I'm sure that there's something that I'm going to say at some point that is going to be offensive, that is going to be ignorant, that is going to be stupid. So I apologize in advance. In advance. I am so imperfect. I am just a human being that is trying to make sense of 
it's it's human experience and this is my own experience so with that i am going to leave you this week i will see you next week share this with anyone that thing that you think is going to benefit from it share this with anyone that you think may be struggling with the way that they see themselves or the way that they're making choices based on unrealistic expectations. And if it's available to you, find an expert that can help you, but also understand that an expert is still someone that is outside of yourself. So look inside, question yourself, question what makes you feel in alignment. What is bringing you back to the way of the heart? I love you so much. I will see you next week.